Welcome to Corizant Technologies, home of the Digital Executive Podcast. Welcome to the Digital Executive. Today's guest is Shohini Ghosh. Shohini Ghosh wanted to be an explorer like Rakesh Sharma, the first Indian to go to space. She hasn't made it to space yet, but she did become an explorer of the quantum world as a physics professor at Wilfrid Laurier University in Canada. She examines how quantum physics can transform computing and communication. She and her colleagues were the first to observe a connection between quantum physics and chaos theory. Her recent article on quantum computing was featured in the Harvard Business Review's Year in Tech 2022. Shohini aims to create an inclusive scientific community in Canada as the director of the Laurier Center for Women in Science and as the NSERC Chair for Women in Science and Engineering in Ontario. She holds a TED Senior Fellowship and her TED Talks and other online videos have received over 5 million views. In 2017, she was selected to the College of Royal Society of Canada. In 2019, she was among 25 women scientists worldwide featured in UNESCO's exhibit in Paris, and she is a member of the scientific board of the UNESCO International Basic Science Program. She still dreams of going to space. Well, good afternoon, Shohini. Welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Absolutely, Shwini. I really, really appreciate it. And I've been so excited to get on the microphone with you. You've done such an amazing thing in your career and what you're doing in quantum computing. Obviously, we've all know your TED Talk and that was, I, I watched it three times now. <laughs> I, again, I just love what you're doing. Love, love the quantum space. So what we're going to do is jump right into the question, Shohini, today and, and talk a little bit about your career in physics. You're a quantum physicist. You're a TED senior fellow, as I mentioned, and now the professor at Wilfrid Laurier University. Could you share with our audience the secret to your career growth and what inspires you? Well, I think it's not that I have any particular secret formula. I mean, looking back, I can try to identify what were the things that really drove me and sort of eventually shaped my career. But I can't claim to have a, you know, a predetermined sort of path that I took. But I will say that right from an early age, one thing that always fascinated me was just, you know, getting to know how things work. And the ultimate uh, mystery was, how does the universe work? So I think it was that kind of curiosity that drove me towards physics and uh, mathematics. And that led me to, you know, study this and, and eventually get a PhD back in the early days when, you know, quantum computing was not even a natural thing. It was not an area, but I happened to be in a group that was one of the early sort of adopters of ideas around using quantum mechanics for information processing tasks. So I got in on the ground floor and that sort of helped me build my career in this area. And eventually um, I realized this is something I really enjoy. And I think that's a really important piece for me. Or if we did want to think about what was it that, uh, you know, got me where I am. It's this combination of what I was interested in and also something that I really loved and enjoyed and uh, motivated me even when it was quite challenging at times. So, you know, when you fail, which often you fail in these kinds of, you know, big adventures and big endeavors to try to do something new that has never been done before, most of the time you actually just fail and hit a wall. So when that happens, it's really important to remember that there is a purpose and a passion and that's what uh, motivated me to keep trying. 
And eventually that brought me to this uh, faculty position in Canada. And by then, you know, this whole area started booming a lot more. And now it's it's amazing to me to be part of this huge, big community of uh, quantum information scientists all around the world trying to explore what we can do with this amazing theory. So that's kind of what uh, got me to where I am and what still inspires me. In the end, it's about curiosity about the world and having a purpose to try to contribute to human knowledge and building a community for the future. I love that. And it all started out with your curiosity, obviously, which you talked about. But the fact that you're in this particular area really is exciting and there's a lot of promise for it. Obviously, there's a lot of things that could go sideways with quantum, as you know. Um, I've had some guests on that talk about the cryptography and the security piece of it, right? But that's so awesome. Thank you. So, Shohini, as a quantum physicist, what do you believe will bring the most promise from quantum computing? Well, as you said, it's not just that it's full of promise. Uh, There is, as you said, uh, a darker side to it and uh, and a side that we can't ignore, which is that as we build technologies, like with every technology, there's always two sides, right? It depends on how we use it. So as you said, with, with cryptography and encryption on one hand, maybe we, you know, there's real promise in building truly unhackable systems of the future, and that, of course, has many benefits and really will, you know, enhance our, our privacy. But the flip side is that we have to think hard about who gets access to that kind of privacy and encryption and data security and who does not. Not to mention that another approach and another, sorry, and another application of quantum computing is to actually break current encryption. And that's where the dark side comes in, right? As in who's going to apply that to steal whose information as it currently uh, is stored. So that piece has to be really explored. And the other thing I want to say about the promise so that it just doesn't become bad news is that there's a lot of problems around trying to understand quantum systems, such as, you know, molecules, chains of molecules for, you know, developing better drugs or for, um, you know, understanding how materials work and maybe building better solar cells. So that kind of materials chemistry is something that I think holds a lot of promise. And the other area, which I think is, you know, already quite advanced, is to use quantum ideas to build better sensors. So that comes, of course, also into healthcare, but also sensing in terms of, you know, uses in telescopes or detection in, uh, you know, both any kind of physical processes, but also sensing when we talk about, you know, trying to, you know, find natural resources and things like this. So there are many potential promising applications, but we do have to be careful about not getting too ahead of ourselves and applying the technology without understanding what could also be potential negative impact. Thank you. Appreciate the share on that. And you're absolutely right. There's so many things that we can do, but it depends how they're used. It could be good, could be bad. So thank you so much. Since we are a technology platform here, Shohini, we want to just jump in a little bit and maybe you can share because you obviously leverage some new and emerging technologies in your line of work. Is there something specific you might be able to share with us today? Anything is fine. I should clarify that I'm actually a theoretical physicist. So I don't get to go in the lab and build cool equipment or use a lot of technology in my own work because most of my work is done on computers or, you know, pen and paper, which to me is actually high tech kind of equipment because it's all about ideas. But I will say that in my area of theoretical quantum computing research, we do, of course, 
think about what these applications would be and what kind of technologies we can build. And one of the areas that I work on is trying to understand how would we build a future quantum internet where you would have multiple users, just kind of like our own, our current internet, but with the power of quantum also at our fingertips. For example, can we create networks where we can do information processing more securely or use these sort of wild sounding ideas such as quantum teleportation in ways to connect us better than we are today. And so one of the recent projects we've done is exactly that, to try to think about not just teleporting information from one person to another. Usually we only talk about two people, Alice and Bob, where we talk about sending quantum information through this channel that is is very much like teleportation in the sense that the information disappears in one area and reappears in another. So it's kind of like sci-fi, but it's not people we're teleporting, we're teleporting quantum information. And what we are exploring in our group is to try to expand this out and think, what if there are multiple players in the internet and can we have different people with different roles where, you know, there are people who are senders and receivers in the teleporter, but there's also controllers and there's eavesdroppers. And how do we put it all together to create some kind of a larger multi-user teleportation network? So we have some interesting ideas on that. And I think that would be something that will be rolled out as more and more people start building the infrastructure to create these kinds of quantum internets. Thank you. That's very helpful for our audience to understand exactly uh, the things that you work on on a regular basis. So we appreciate that. And Shohini, last question for you today. Can you share something from your career experience that might be helpful for those looking to grow their career in either physics or education? Yeah. So I think that one thing that comes up a lot is that when you're trying to find out what you want to do with your life, people ask, what do you want to be? What what career do you want to have? Or, you know, what's your passion? For me, though, I think the, the questions are a little bit different. For me, it was always about, you know, as I said, because I was very curious, I wanted to do research or, you know, be part of some kind of an effort to try to understand something that that we don't know yet. So for me, my own career was not driven by thinking, okay, here's the career I want to have. It was more driven by here's what I want to do. So I guess that would be my advice. Think about that. So rather than thinking about passion, I think purpose is a better sort of question to ask. As in, can you find a purpose to your life where you're, you, you can explore your interests and then apply it to something that hopefully also helps the world or you know improves it in some way? And that would be my advice. Thank you. I appreciate that. And you're right. When there is a purpose or some sort of, you know, you're trying to solve a a problem, for example, is a great way to make the world a better place. So I do appreciate the share on that. Some great gems today. And Shohini, it was a pleasure having you on today. And I look forward to speaking with you real soon. Wonderful. Thank you again for having me on your show. Bye for now. Bye for now.